What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. Bro, it froze. Bro, it froze for me. I didn't know if that was like a thing. There you go. All right. You go. All right. You what's go. good? It's yeah, you, we go. Yeah. I, was, I didn't. My bad. Like, <laughs> what up? It's Charles and Termy. Termy. Terms. What's going on, everyone? You got Matt or has, of course. Bring it up here. We got we got a couple we got a couple things to talk about. Uh, I think this week. Uh, can we talk about it? We got. I think. Let's start with main stage. Let's start with main stage because um, main stage was a fucking amazing event as always. Shout out to yes. BTS. Uh, yeah. They're easily one of my favorite companies to work for uh, in the Smash sphere. They're fucking awesome. The whole team, production, everybody's super sick. Uh, so shout out to them. Much love for getting me and Chuck out there for commentary. And also Gavin, obviously, having a great tournament run. Um, and just hosting a really – this was an amazing bracket. Like, it was insane. And I think one of the things I was looking at for this bracket was, like, bracket luck. Like, the theme of bracket luck in terms of, like, Light had negative bracket luck. And you had a pretty decent – a little bit of bracket luck. Initially projected not good bracket yeah. luck. But, yeah. Yeah, so – yeah. All right, we yeah. can start with that. So me and Light hung out a lot. We played a lot of Smash. We obviously talk about our bracket, how we're feeling. Like, feels like that's pretty much a regular thing that happens every tournament with between us. Um, yeah, his bracket was the worst I've ever seen for him. It's funny because even if he would win the hard matchups, he'd get a harder matchup or or something. Like he played two game of watches. He played against like. All the terrible Fox stuff. Ice Climbers, like all of that. Um, and I had a lot of scary stuff projected for me, like for Diddy. for Like I had T's Pac-Man projected and Olimar projected. Wasn't quite as terrible as Lights ended up being. But my bracket ended up being like so good on paper that it was like kind of funny. Uh, like, like I didn't like – as a Diddy player, it's been a while since Diddy was like – the go-to every single time I sat down to play like that. Usually it's a little weirder than that, but I guess I could go through my run. My first match was against Lucina sword character versus Diddy. Like I've been doing that for so long. Like I know what the game plan is there. My second matchup was, uh, Politana. So very similar kind of idea. Right. So I'm like, like, it's just crazy that I'm not running into any weird stuff in pools. Next match was Sonic, and I was like, all right, that's fine. But they did throw a curveball at me after I won game one. They went Little Mac FD, and I was like, oh, snap. Like, they know something. But then, like, (laughs) but that was also just Uh, like, what? It was like the worst. Because I was also like, oh, you just picked FD versus Diddy Kong. (laughs) That's like a bad version of Kazuya on FD. Yeah, so you just throw them off stage a couple times. But uh, that was like the only curveball I got the entire tournament, honestly. Um, and then I got that was to get into best of five. So best of five was the round before top 64 if you're in winners. Um, and I was projected to play against 34's Olimar, which is someone I've played against online and stuff like that. I have a lot of Olimar experience, but Olimar is pretty tough for Diddy. I think it's really tough, to be honest. Um, but uh, 34 ended up losing to an Almar player, or to a Meta Knight player, sorry. And I ended up playing the Meta Knight player instead. I'm forgetting their tag. I think it might have been something like Joseph or something related to that. I think they're from 
in that area, like California or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, cool. I, I think vaguely Joe- remember like seeing them or watching them play in the past. Um, and that went really well. I think Diddy Mennonite is extremely bad, probably just as bad as it was in the previous game. I think it's just terrible. I can't see a way for Mennonite to like it's you're outranged. If Mennonite chooses to play really grounded, you can't win. And if you're playing aerial, you're just like kind of camping and like in the same spot, like just air camping and you're not getting a lot done. And since you don't have much air mobility, like Diddy Kong can commit to like swinging at you in the air and it's not a big deal. I think if Mennonite had more air mobility, maybe that would give Diddy something to worry about. But I think the matchup is pretty terrible. I won that 3-0 and that put me into like the main bracket, uh, like top 64. And then my first match was Enhanced PV, which uh, was projected to be Yanni. So here's another where I'm just like, First it was Olimar I got to avoid. Then I got to avoid Steve, which is like, let's go. Uh, and Cloud Diddy is just a, you know another like normal matchup. I think Cloud does a lot better than someone like Mennonite or something, right? Or like Lucina. But um, you know, like I don't have to like rewire my brain to like prepare for that one. Is a, a good way to word it. And that went well. Um, so I was kind of just cruising through. Like I didn't have to like super adjust anything just kind of playing these normal matchups any matchup where it feels like diddy is the one dominating neutral um is really great like you know i get to use banana quite a bit like cloud's the first character in those matchups where it feels like whether i pull banana or not gets a little weird and that's just a good sign and then my next match was a uh, was chag correct yeah it was definitely chag and um this was to get into top 16, so if I won, it was going to be my last match of the day. And this is just Palutena again. I had already fought Palutena earlier. And um, the interesting thing about this one is I'm pretty sure when it comes to the head-to-head, Chag won the previous time we played. I think Chag actually beat me a couple times at like a Summit. Um, I was using a mix of Diddy Kong. I was using some Sephiroth. But Chag played really well against me. At Summit. And I think Chag had moments where he was playing really well uh, against me here. Uh, he he beat me game one. I felt like I really couldn't get moving. Like, I, I think it's... Uh, I finally, like, broke down and ate some food <laughs> before playing Chag because I thought I was going to die if I didn't. So I took the risk of, like, going into my next set with some food. And I think that it, it, it made it difficult to get the engine going. But I ended up playing, like better enough to win the set i think um but that was 3-1 so i think that was my first like game drop and all of that so i was in top 16 winners done for the day until sunday like just smooth sailing like not a single problem matchup and then lights like in my ear saying like why are you getting all this bracket luck blah blah blah. (laughs) like talking about his bracket like especially after he had to play big d which was like um like he lost 3-0 and he lost 3-0 the time before. And he's like, and he's like, he's really funny. He like turned to me. He's like, yeah, that went better than, than last time, surprisingly. <laughs> and it was still 3-0. <laughs> and, I, and then I turned to him like, and I'm, I'm like, bro, at least I got a game last time. And we're just like talking to each other like that. Cause I lost to, to big D two the previous time. He's, like Paris is, he, uh, light is so great to be around like yeah. that. You know, like he's just, 
even when he gets his ass beat, he has a good mentality about yeah. it. Like, which we're both uh, like super nervous, but we're both like super confident, super competitive at the same time. So we're kind of just like, it's like an interesting dynamic there. But yeah, I was like, don't worry. Like, if I play big D, I'll try to send them your way, <laughs> so you can get the run back. Because you know, obviously, I if I get a chance to get the run back, I would like to get it. But at the same time, I was also kind of like light. I was like, I'd rather just not even mess with with Big D. <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to fight that. Um, but yeah, Sunday, my first match was... Oh, wait, no. My first... So getting into top 16, my first match was was ouch. I was about to say Spargo. Um, and... Summit qualifier, too, this one. Yeah. So what's interesting about this one is... I think something about ouch that's really interesting is he plays a character... That, that is pretty cookie cutter, but a lot of people view Ouch as like there's something really special and different about him, which is true, right? Like when we watch him play or like when I played against him, like he has a different outlook on Wolf. So a lot of people were really like warning me like, oh, like this isn't going to be like how you usually play it. Like if you play with Jackal a lot because they play really different and like a lot of people like – um whether Ouch knows this or not, I think a, a lot of these top players, the way they talk about Ouch, are really scared of of him. Um, oh yeah, which is in, like I'm not saying they shouldn't be, but like it was so interesting for me to listen to, right? Because it's like I'm not even coming up to them and asking for advice, and they're like scared for me, and I find that interesting because as a player, I feel like I um, I usually have a pretty good prediction on how a set's going to play out that I'm involved in. And, like, I was just thinking how the set was going to go and stuff like that. Like, what I could do to win, what he could do to win, like, what could go wrong for him to win, stuff like that. And I would say the set went, like, 80 to 90% how I played it out in my head. Um, there was a couple things that I thought he did really well. He wasn't afraid to, like, call me out for doing, like, a lazy banana pull. Um, a couple monkey flips he was, like, preemptively positioning around. So a bit of it was like his own spin on things, and a bit of it was also just Wolf being really good in the matchup, in my opinion. There's a couple things Wolf can do that can beat most of Diddy's options if I choose to like interact. But um, in terms of Ouch's play style, I also think I could I countered it pretty well. If he touched my block unsafely, I always punished it. Um, and if he if he played at a certain pacing, like I could match it or like have bigger damage output, like. Ouch is pretty explosive, but I feel like overall my explosive gameplay was stronger. So it was interesting because of how different Ouch plays, but I still thought like he would have to play me a few more times for him to be able to like take the set or something. Like not even trying to sound arrogant, I thought I had a big advantage going into it because I think anyone, whether or not they have Diddy practice or not, if they had never played me before, I think it will be really, really difficult. Um especially if you play a character like wolf where you're not going to do too much that will make me feel like the opposite right like oh i need to play against this player more to be ready but yeah uh sorry to ramble about that one and then my next one was spargo to get into top eight so spargo had to play meister and in terms of like the matchup and the head-to-head i just was predicting Spargo would win, but I thought maybe there was a chance Meister could because of how well Meister played versus Onan. Dude, that reverse 3 over Onan. That set was one of the craziest set. sets of we the were, event. 
we were hanging out at the event and game one happened and it was like pretty dominant owning and i would go to you i'm like i'm going back to my room for this one like whatever yeah. and i get back to my room and i turn on the set and it was two one and i was like meister like meister took that third game i was like oh shit like we, yeah. we have a set right here it was it was great he genuinely Surprise looked like it. he studied up and he played it fantastic so i was Dude, like the upbees on the minecart were so like i feel like exactly. that's like the biggest thing that changed was like seeing the way that he was dealing with the high minecart just saying no every mm-hmm. time yeah like, like the low line carts he had answers to before but it felt like the high ones like he wasn't doing like double jump up b you know what i'm saying like to make them waste the iron and make them do it again like it was yeah. so good i was like oh there were moments like key this. moments where onan just didn't have enough materials mm-hmm. and and meister like turned up the jets right like yeah. you got to see like how his advantage state is versus other like normal characters yeah uh so I was like, it's possible, but like, if I'm a betting man, like I would, I'm going to be mentally preparing to fight Spargo, and that's what ended up happening. I think it was a strange set. Whenever I play Spargo, because we've played quite a bit now, and we ended up playing even more later, I feel like we're both extremely patient, and we're really trying to find like small cracks in each other's armor, and eventually someone gets enough momentum to like have the slight advantage to win the set, and I feel like that's happened like every single time. Um, there's been a lot of like, especially like our first encounters at an event. Like it's like, there's like, I feel like we've had a lot of game fives and stuff like that, or at least a few game fives where it's just like, there's a small, like there's just a slightly larger crack in someone's armor. And I thought I played that one a a little, like pretty well. Like my disadvantage was just creative enough to be able to survive long enough to, to take that one three Oh and like, just make the most of like some of the key moments. And that was to get into winner's finals. So I'm just thinking in my head, like every matchup was just like a, a relatively normal character getting to winner's finals. And then the, and then it was Apollo Kage versus big D for winner's finals. And I was like, all right, this is my punishment for making it so far. <laughs> like, Oh, you thought you avoided all of the weird characters? Like, no, you're actually fighting it in winners finals, which is like not what I expected, right? Like, as yeah. great as great of players as uh, Apollo Kage and and Big D are, I just didn't expect to be running into them with well, like no one left in the bracket. You know what well, I mean? Even that final result, like Apollo Kage losing to Big D, was exactly pretty oh, pretty right, insane. Do, how does that even happen? The fact that I like on paper, I was thinking. If I was a betting person and I wanted to win, like the fact that I wanted to fight Snake was a really scary thought for me. Yeah, I was like, I, I think I have a better shot at beating uh, Snake with Diddy than than Big D's ice climbers. With when Diddy. you uh, when you beat um, when you beat Spargo, there was this like weird moment where I was like, Does Apollo Kage win this tournament? Like, yeah, like that's I, I know that makes that sense. You, you know, you have some like issues with Snake, and I was like. This is a different snake, and I don't know how if you've really played much before. Have you just won a tournament, and it was like, like a like Riptide or Low Tide? I think it might have been Riptide. So okay. like bef- so quite some before time Apollo Kage really right, like uh, I would say it was like he had an evolution after that tournament. Yeah. I'm not gonna say when, but it wasn't at Riptide, and it was still close. I remember it was like three one or something, but there was like really close like last stock situations. So. But it was off stream as well, so there's not much else to say. Um, but yeah, Big D, like, because I don't know Ice Climber Snake, but I've played Smash long enough to be like, this sounds hard. And then everyone else in the venue or, or talking to me, like, is saying, like, yeah, like, 
I would be preparing for for Paul Kage, and that's what I was doing. And then like I watched the set, and I was like, uh oh. I feel like Big D is playing it well, and also has like the player advantage. Like I think Paul Kage started to get a little sloppy, a little nervous. Like, like it just looked like um, Apollo Kage like started to lose comfortability as the set went on, and there's a certain point like in the middle of the set where it was just like, I think Big D's gonna win. And I thought, I'm going to be quite honest, I thought I would actually beat Big D with Diddy Kong. I just kind of felt it. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking I was going to just be able to go Diddy the whole set and I'd be able to win. And you know what's interesting? Big D played 10 times better against my Diddy than he did at Ludwig's. And I didn't beat him at Ludwig's. <laughs> I, he played that game one fantastic. I think the, for the first like 20, 30 seconds, I was thinking like, oh, like, I think, I think it's, I can run away with this, like really mm-hmm. slowly, like, like, yeah, be like kind of annoying, but like he was just hitting like a truck. He was and, ready. He, yeah. I, and I think on your side, like you were making he's, good adjustments, but he's ready for that shit. Everyone camps. Yeah. I was icings, just like, oh, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very naive for thinking like if I just played better then I would be fighting the same situation as I was at Ludwig's because he played like 10 times better. <laughs> like that game wasn't even close. And so like immediately I was like, I, I did he isn't an option, huh? Like, like what, like, are you asking me one to figure out the matchup that quickly against a player that is this good? Like, and, and two, like my, like, changes that were working well for the first like minute or less that's all i got like i i thought right, for a few hours your bag of tricks with diddy just got depleted yes and it didn't even get you to the second stock or something. exactly you know what I'm <laughs> so, i was just yeah. like this is like that was my plan and i thought it would work and i thought about this you know, not like for days or anything but because like for the couple hours i thought maybe i had a chance of fighting him so I was like, I have to go Sephiroth. I'm not going. I'm not going Wolf. I'm not going Wario. Wario might go just as bad. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm maybe going... Wario can split them up, but yeah, in terms yeah. of just like your pocket characters, I think Sephiroth. When you look at it in the moment, right? It's like, oh, I just I need to play against this matchup, and Sephiroth's win condition in this matchup will be I stay away from the, yeah. the characters, the two little demons that do a crap ton of damage like i use my large sword and i keep them away now i think that you could have better sword characters but at the moment like your most practiced sword character is sephiroth so it does make sense i I still don't personally have a lot of faith in this character but for the situation you were put in it made sense and you made it work and it's just like the fact that the the strategy was so simple it just works out that's the interesting thing right because what i my goal with diddy was funny you say that was to simplify it to simplify the matchup i was just going to because i'll even like i wasn't going to say this publicly but there's a bunch of matchups where with diddy that i actually have been experimenting ever since i talked to dakpo a little bit he talked about it for a specific matchup but i started branching it out into other ones in my head and this was one that i thought i could try where I actually use banana as like stage control on the ground, like the closer to center stage, the better. And I even offer it to them. Like I won't even pick it up sometimes. I'll like, cause I think with ice climbers, it's not as good as other matchups, but I thought it could be a, a strange type of disruption 
to their okay. game plan if they're like controlling the stage and also testing the opponent's item control. And I think it could get me easy chip damage along the way if they're pretty lazy with throwing it back to me or if I open them up because they're not used to having something in their hand. They're used to having like their full moveset. And I think this could work in more than just the matchup Dakpo described to me. And I thought that was working a little bit for the first stock. It, it was. It really kind of was. It's not like the full game plan, but like when I would pull Banana, I wasn't just going to grab it. That, that was my plan. And I thought that was fine. So I, I was kind of simplifying it. It started to become like a chip, like stray damage kind of thing. And then like try to capitalize if I separated the climbers. But it never got to that point. <laughs> I just didn't get enough momentum to like get to step two or three, you know. So when I go yeah. to Sephiroth, it's like my pacing was going to be the same too. So like it's a good counterpick on paper. And I also think I was mentally ready for it. I don't even I don't think I played the matchup well at all with Sephiroth or anything like that. I just got the job done. Um, I'm not even particularly proud of it or anything. In fact, I I was actually really tilted after winners finals. Like whether you want to believe me or not, I was not in a good mood. Um, I think it also comes down to uh, I think my body started to betray me a little bit. Like I think I know Haz was around. Like my whole right arm like was like aching and starting to like yeah. I was starting to like lose feeling in my hands and my fingers. I don't know if I was just stressed and playing a lot and, you know, holding the controller or if it was, like... Sunday know. was long go. Yeah, it was long weekend. Mm-hmm. So, like, my, my patience was running thin and I was, like, I was getting tilted. Like, when I was getting hit by Ice Climber stuff, I was like, this is so cringe. Like, I was getting into that <laughs> Gavin mode that some of y'all know right, where right. I was just, like, just angry with the game and, like... I saw you stuff. go like this. I was like, oh, Oh, no. yeah. Like, oh no. once I reached that good. point, it's hard to return. And I think that's a good example of, like, I won the set. Like, I didn't even lose any games with Sephiroth. And I was acting as, it like, mentally, it's like I had just lost the set. Like, I was just not happy with what I dealt with. Um, and like I said, like, just being in physical pain for the whole day or whatever, or, like, half the day, like, starts to, like, wear on me, I think. Um, and, yeah, and Spargo, just in, after losing, just, like, like, Spargo versus Krama, like, he was playing fantastic. Um like he like it's like when you watch light like they're like they're both two like young people right they like they play like they've never been hurt in their lives like like spargo is playing in that mode where it's like i'm gonna be a little risky a little crazy like go for some stuff and if you don't punish me to the point where like to take that confidence away you have no chance krama just despite being like one of the hardest hitting people in that venue didn't hit hard enough to like stray spargo away from like just flowing like you know what i mean like yeah yeah there's more drops than usual and i like i just think spargo was just like pushing his will onto everyone and losers and no one could like prevent it enough to the point to like bring spargo back to reality you know what i'm trying to say like oh snap maybe i shouldn't go for this like there's no hesitation in a lot of spargo's decisions and I think that goes all the way into grand finals against me. Like I was just getting blown up, right? Like Sparta was just like playing a bunch of sets, like, and th- like there's no way we were stopping that kid, right? Like you have to really <laughs> do something about it. And I did, right? Like I brought the games back. Like the games were, like I was starting to bring situations into my favor. Sparta wasn't as locked in, right? Like getting upset or tilted or like overly focused, right? Like, and like after the first couple games, I was like, okay, now I'm back in it, right? Like now grand finals has really started. Cause the first two games, 
he's just washing me like the rest of the like the players he's been washing, right? Because no one's scaring him. No one's hurting this kid enough. Uh, and that's how it felt. And I, I, like for me, I was interested to the point where I was like, do I let this set one just end, right? And then get a fresh set? Because am I going to waste enough energy to like try to push this crazy moment to a reverse 3-0, right? Is that worth it? Yeah, I have to question myself as a human being, like like physically and mentally. And I'm too much of a tryhard, right? It doesn't matter if I'm down 2-0 or if I'm up three stocks to one. I'm playing every situation to win. So like I I played it out, like played a lot better and like it ended up being game five. And just like the rest of the set ended up just being like lots of nail biters. And I think towards the end of it, Spargo just, like I said, I had more chips in my armor by the end of it. And I think Spargo ran away with it. Um, but a lot of it was definitely really back to back. But there's a couple moments where he just had enough momentum to just finish it off. Like after the set, I think there's a couple things I would have changed. I think one thing about being in these smash tournament environments or just like competing in general is like everything starts to speed up. It gets tense. You start to speed up. You start to make decisions really fast. And I regret a, a few key things. Like when I play out the set in my head again, especially looking back to like how well it went in winter semis, right? There's a couple of things I would have changed. But um, to talk about how I felt in general at the tournament, like I think a lot of us were just happy to be there with everything that were go- was going on. And I think that helped me a lot with my warm-up and practice. I played a lot with Cosmos and Light, as always. And I wasn't as tilted as usual when things didn't go wrong. Like, I wasn't just like, screw Aegis, screw Fox, you know what I mean? Like, not only was I happy to be there, but so much, like, crazy stuff has been happening with Smash that, like, like I'm not even worried about that. Like, like I'm just happy to be at this tournament, like... And just like more so focused on like, this might be my last tournament for a while. Like I'm not going to waste time on like getting tilted at the silly stuff. Right. Hang out with friends, have a good time in bracket. Yeah, exactly. And as, as tough as the loss was in grand finals, like to be quite honest, like that, like I felt as worse as any loss, like as some of like the really tough losses, like, you know, like Evo or something like, you know, that felt just as bad. Like, you know, one game away or one stock away. Like, you know, I've been in those situations so many times, like they always feel terrible but I feel like I can bounce back, especially because like in the in the bigger picture, it's like the Smash community has a lot of work to do in general with moving forward. And I have to be I just have to be grateful that I have a job to do still. <laughs> like that I had a job to do at main stage as a competitor. And for me, I just have to hope I can get another chance, right? I can't just you know because we're we're all like having a rough time. So like I think that helped me a lot with like Cause it's not like I'm happy with the loss or anything, but it's more so like I can get home and just get back to work, do the podcast with y'all or like get back to practicing and just like, just focus on the next steps. Cause with the smash community, I feel like a lot of it is a big question mark right now. Yeah. And, um, I think, I, I think we just have to focus on that rather than, uh, complaining about Fox or something that I would usually do, whatever it may be. Amen. Uh, brother. Amen. But yeah. I, I think Spargo played incredible and, you know, it reminds me of just a couple of weeks ago what I was doing in loser's bracket, right? Like just locking in and just like, it just looked like someone that is just very difficult to stop. <laughs> so good yeah, stuff yeah, to Spargo right. for sure. 
It was it was a great grands, and and I tweeted this too, and I obviously I, I wish you had won, but dude, yeah, that was a good fucking Smash Ultimate. Like it, yeah. Really, you know As the was, person that was in it, you telling that yeah. lost, like there's a couple things I wish I did or didn't do, of course, but I I can't like just straight up tell you you're wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean, like 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 I could see why it was exciting and all that, so I'm not I'm not disappointed well, with that side of things, but. Damn it! If this was if I, if 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 it was just a normal session at my house, there's so many things I could have like without without all the pressure and intensity. There's so many things I would have done differently. Yeah, especially well, cause, that, like I said, with me versus Spargo, usually like there's key like weird moments where like the neutral starts to speed up, and it's because bro, one of us I, finds an I, advantage. And Spargo's fast. He is fucking dude. Fast. But we're not fast at 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 the start. Right. Yes, yes, In I grand remember. finals, it's different because we already had a set. But in winter semis, it was not fast. I remember. I think a lot of that is on me for letting it get to like that chaotic point. Uh But one of the things Cloud has an advantage in that matchup is when Cloud gets a clean hit on Diddy, Diddy is not going anywhere. Cloud doesn't care about monkey flip. Cloud doesn't care about a double jump. Cloud doesn't care about a button reversal. Cloud is going to hit you and he's going to hit you 15 times. And when you're on the ledge, it's no different. It's like Fox, right? Like when I get hit, I'm getting hit forever. So like, and if you're playing even faster and I'm not really disciplined at disadvantage, it's just the things I have to do to keep up are a lot. Like, but so like, there's a lot to work on, but when you add that tournament pressure, like I could tell even the moment, like, God damn it, I'm doing it again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm playing too fast or like, or or it's not even about maybe Y'all know what I'm getting at. Well, okay. So I was watching it as a spectator from my house. So like some people, y'all were there like at the event, but I think it's a lot different when you're just like, mm-hmm. there's no hype with it or anything. Yeah. If I was watching myself, it would probably, like if I was outside my own perspective, it'd be so right. easy to tell what's and, going on. You know, I'll be watching you forever. So I remember you were up game four, uh, the second set, and I just gradually saw the pacing increasing. Yes. And I was like, that's, that's the exact moment I'm talking about. Yep. I was like, when Gavin's I, going it's, to, it's in general, but that's the most important one. The, the scramble situations are happening a little too often. I wasn't controlling neutral enough. Mm-hmm. When he, and, and like Spargo, this is something that I've actually learned from watching him so much this weekend. When he hits your shield, <laughs> it, it, bro, it's, it's not like he's hitting your shield and then like, oh, I'm spacing. It's like he's hitting your shield with the intention to hit you again. Like every time you would hit your shield, I was like, Kevin, do not do not jump backward. Do not roll backward. Do not dash away. Because I knew he was like he started realizing he was like, OK, if I hit a shield, like if I if I like up the pace, he's going to choose like a scramble option. And he's yeah. like he's going to try to reset neutral. And he would like hit your shield and like go for it. And I was like, Oh no, it's happening. Like the, the scrambles are coming out and Gavin hates scrambles. And <laughs> it's getting, uh, it's a, and the conversion started like the conversion started being like one or two hits started getting a little. So I was like cloud, not only is Spargo really good at that, but that's also something that cloud is really good yeah. at. Right. Like if he like clouds normally only going to hit you like two times as a combo, but like, the position he gets off of it is insane. So I was just like, dude, if you just slow this down a little bit. Yeah. Like, but even I, in the I, moment, like I can mm-hmm. see like, damn, like it, the, the kill would have came to me a little bit better if I like didn't do X or Y or like, wasn't so quick to swing first. But like, what's interesting about like losing a game that you're winning for a majority of the time is sometimes you, you start to forget 
what losing feels like in that game. And you start to just kind of like start letting stuff rip. Cause I was in advantage for so long. And that reaches a point where it's like, Oh snap. Like he's survived long enough. And now it's like even, or now he's in a winning position. And it's like, damn, I like, I could have like, you know, milked this lead a little bit better. Um, and I think we're like a, a lot of players like fall into that. Like, it's actually something I teach a lot in Metify lessons is like being willing to like not match players or the games like pacing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's harder and harder the the different sets you're in, the, the more intensity and the pressure it is, but obviously it got me far enough to like grand finals to like, you know, to be willing to have that perspective of the game and have the confidence to not necessarily like do one pacing or two. But yeah, I th- there's just a, a couple of key things, like I said, that and I think it gave Spargo um, a chance to like just win. I'm curious what you guys think about this, because I was sitting with Light watching and he turned to me at one point and he goes, you know who Spargo plays like? I was like, like who? And he said, Mars, actually. He's like the way that he kind of plays on the back foot a lot, but when he sees an opportunity, like when he can go for a deep edge guard or when he needs yeah. to be able to pull the trigger and like steal stocks early... It's obviously different too because it's zero suit and cloud, like very different. But when Light said that at first, I was like, I don't know, I don't think I see it. But the more I watched, I was like, dude, he might be onto something. Actually, like this is definitely kind of shades. I can see what he means. I don't agree, but I can I can see what he means with like the the situational, like 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 the like when he grafts onto something that can win him the game. Like I I know like Mars has that same thing too, where like when he gets a hold of something that Mm -hmm. can that can get him the, the win, it, whether it's a clutch win or just a, a normal win, like, like it, it hits like, For like sure. when Spargo yeah. hits like a finishing touch or when he uses a, his limit to like go out to edge guard rather than like, you know, a limit move and like to survive. Instead of limit ledge trapping, limit tra- ledge trapping is the on paper thing to do, right? Like exactly. Oh, Didn't yeah. shield. I can react. I can react to normal. Get up. I can react to roll. If you jump, you're screwed and I'm shielding. So if you get up attack, you're also screwed. If you let drop from ledge attack, you're screwed. Like to me, what really set like what what impressed me the most about Spargo's play this weekend was it's actually kind of simple and I can kind of put it into one input. It was his rising backers. Um, I I was so impressed with his rising. Obviously, he's good at a bunch of other shit, you know. Obviously, playing cloud and all that stuff, but his rising backers and the the thing that that stuck with me was when you were explaining Gavin like, oh hey, like Spargo was playing doing some risky cloud shit and people people wouldn't make him like hurt for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no one, no one was discouraging Spargo to the point where it's like, oh, like Spargo was down airing the platform. Spargo was <laughs> rising backers. These are all, these are all things that are, I wouldn't say taboo in the world of cloud play, but they're like risky. Like the, the reason why cloud is so good is because you do falling back air and you, you know what I mean? Like a lot of your setup is just right. from the short hop alone and the threat afterwards. Right. Then you set up falling back air, shield pressure and obviously uh spargo was doing that but spargo was doing just a lot of like rising forwarders or like full hop fair come down or like a lot of double jump or rising back airs in advantage state like he did not give a fuck like it was crazy it's like the amount of risk that goes into rising back air in itself is i mean i won't say it's like crazy and like in the matchups he was doing it and it was very calculated but like it, it was very impressive that he was able to play that aggro with Cloud and find that much success. And he was, like, running people over. So 
to me, that's what really stood out about his play the entire weekend. I was like, man, Spargo is so, so confident with his, uh, with his advantage state specifically. And mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, I was like, man, this is crazy because yeah. You, yeah. you lose juggle situations by doing rising aerials. That is like a, like standard thing, unless you're broken, like you have a broken rising up air, like Fox or Corn. These are characters that can do rising aerials and still not give up the juggle, right? Like they they frame trap you instead. It's why they're very strong. Um, Cloud rising back or rising up air even isn't really like that. In Smash 4 it was, but in this game it's a little bit more laggier and stuff like that. So usually you do like falling aerials and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, and, and the crazy thing is it wasn't even like a matchup thing. Spargo was doing this to everyone. Like yeah. everyone throughout the bracket, he was just like, just felt so more aggressive in uh in advantage state so for me it's and- it, instead of comparing it to a player like like mars not that i like don't agree or see like the comparison yeah for me it's like i guess maybe it's sometimes it's about connecting it to your own experiences through through your play but for me it's like it just reminds me of like collecting information and then eventually like smelling blood or maybe even just straight up smelling blood at the start of the match because because i think something that's really good about spargo's cloud play is the balance between traditional and also like you know a lot of people like that i've talked to about it call it like you know in terms of the numbers like disrespectful right like like you're talking about rising aerials right like by the numbers like this that doesn't work on paper in this certain situation or something like that but spargo's really good at like you know like i think smelling the blood and like finding ways to like weave in certain heights of aerials in you know, not just doing the on paper, like perfect spacing. And I think that's what really separates, like when I play cloud, when I'm like practicing or considering using him once in a while, I always notice that's the difference. There are certain heights where I'm not doing anything that's like not by the numbers, right? Like I'm not doing a back air at weird heights. I'm always falling with it or something like that. And I think Spargo's really good at whether it's like finding the momentum and the pacing and like analyzing where the conditioning is, but um really mixing that up and you know whether it's like speeding up his gameplay too like like i said like finding cracks in the armor like smelling blood in the water whatever you want to call it and i think in tournament that's like a beautiful thing right because with diddy i do it all the time too like i'll just i'll play it the smash 4 style and stuff but once in a while i'll do like the crazy you know mix up right and you like lose a stock super early and spargo does the same thing a lot of great players do that but with but with Cloud specifically, it's such an interesting thing to talk about because, like I said, it feels almost disrespectful, right? Like, yeah, I'm going to do this, and it by the numbers, it doesn't make much sense. But, like, I don't think you're going to do anything about it right here. Or you're expecting the safe option, so you're going to jump here. Or like, whatever it is, right? That's why I can kind of see the Mars comparison. Sounds like because, Mars, yeah. Definitely. Well, right. Yeah. Like, but like, it's, even when he yeah. friendlies with Mars, like, he'll even say shit like he'll do something really bad, like horrible. <laughs> and then, like, you get a dash grab and he and he like looks over he's like nice punish like insinuating <laughs> that you're mm-hmm. trash because you're not getting like a charged up smash or like a setup into a combo really you just grabbed me with fox and four through me like what the fuck are you doing you know what i mean like yeah. you you when someone does something disrespectful you have to make it hurt you have to make it hurt like a lot that's what and- i'm saying i think the karama set was so pivotal because karama wasn't super blowing him up i think i think like 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 uh Spargo really like shined in the pressure against me, mm-hmm. against Karama, whatever it may be. And like getting like 
Cloud versus Ices, like just Cloud's just beating them up like a like a sandbag. You know what I mean? Like that matchup is terrible. Like right. And I wonder if Spargo is doing this subconsciously, or like I wonder if it's a conscious thing where it's like, oh, like you're dropping your combos, sick. Rising back air, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't know if it's a conscious thing or a subconscious thing, or if he's just like going with the flow and he's just locked in. Well, something that's interesting is. You know, Spargo's so young, but Spargo's been playing like just as long as a lot of the people in the room, right? Even yeah, better, very like, true. you know, way older or something like that. Like Spargo's been playing like repetition, same character, multiple games, like many years of playing. Like, I don't know what, like, you know, you're asking if it's subconscious or not. Like, it's hard to pin a word on that. But as a player, like, it makes sense why you get a grasp on that because mm-hmm. I get a grasp on that, like, from playing so long. And it, it's, it's an incredible skill. Yeah, you know who's really hard to do that to? MK Leo. That is, uh, it's very hard. Yeah, you yeah. don't beat MK Leo the same way you beat other players. Yes, if you I do really like manage to win the set, it doesn't feel like, like oh, I found the crack in your armor, or or I smelled blood in the water, and now I'm going in for the swing. It is a grueling victory. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Yes. Like you, you have to be clean. You have to have your execution. Yeah. Obviously, there's. Leo's gotten bodied before, but we're talking about like it from a general perspective, right? right like it's just how right. it goes. Right, right, right. Like it's it's not like, oh hey, oh Leo's like Leo's punishes are looking a little weak right now. Like, no. Leo's Leo's it punishes is, are usually never like that. Like it's the same thing with the, the sets or games I managed to take off Spargo, right? Like that's the set I won 3-0. It wasn't like a easy, like, oh, I figured you out, like bye-bye. Like it was more like I, I think at least two of the games were last hit. Two of the games were super, super. I was actually exactly. going to mention so that. Like, your, your 3-0 on Spargo, I know this is kind of a meme, but it was a very close 3-0. One yeah. game was uh, pretty convincing. The other two were so exactly. down to the wire. Like, it came down to, like, a single micro interaction. Exactly. So, like, in Grand Finals, there was a weird mix of, like, you know, like, close calls, too. So, like, it. I, I have a lot of sets locked in with Spargo now and a lot of like individual games like won and lost too because something that helps me cope with the loss is like it's okay like like you didn't get like destroyed like in terms of game count that afternoon or night like I won more games individually like but in terms of clutch like Spargo had that and like that's the big deal in tournament but that helps keep me going you know what I mean like next time we play or next tournament I go to like you know, I took sets off everyone I played against, like in terms of game count for, you know, like that helps me with, cause I've lost a bunch of players like Leo or Spargo or stuff like that. But knowing that the game count is really competitive or even sometimes in my favor, like really helps me to continue to practice without like being like, um, I guess like demotivated. Oh yeah. Your set count is really close before you guys even play. It, it was yeah, four, it was four, easy, so yeah. now it's six, five in Spargo's flavor favor. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, still very competitive and yeah. I mean, you guys have been playing for so long. It was, it was two game fives in grands. And like you said, you took a set too. It was three. Exactly. Hours, so yeah. It's just, I think um, what, the most important thing is Spargo just really like his just grasping the wins and clutch was just really dominant this weekend. It, he played hot through losers too. And I always think like if you come through hot in losers, you have a good chance to reset and keep it going. If you have the stamina to do it, of course. And he was only getting better as the day went on. So it reminded yeah. me of his Reddit run where I was just like, 
oh no, nobody can stop him. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it feels like he didn't. Like, he if like you would have to assume he at least took the loss in winners like well enough to be able to do that as well, right? Like because I feel like he just started dominating like immediately after losing the set to me in winners. So right. that's that's yeah. really impressive too. <laughs> and and it's like you know obviously Spargo is like he kind of soft came back with like Summit and everything, and and now it's like well it's it's really good to see him like a hundred percent back or whatever. Yeah, I saw a lot of people saying that. Was, yeah, it was great, man. It's great to see yeah. like and you play so well. And I mean, it was a good tournament for you anyway, because I mean, True. Uh, the the adjustment for uh, beating Big D is a big deal. I mean, at this point, ice climbers are going to be a thing that everyone needs to watch out for. I guess so. Right? Yeah, <laughs> need to have a confident, good answer to Big D, or you're Karama being looking, looking for a secondary. Well. Yes, Karama and Big D being consistent because I know those were the yeah. two like shining uh, performances at Ludwig Invitational. You know what I mean? So I I think it's cool that we're seeing them kind of consistently get into these top eights and. And Apollo Kage, not a flash of the pan. And yeah, Chrono, and after Chronos the dream hack. Well. Yeah, Kronos got a win on T, upset his yeah. team. Yeah, Kronos' yep, yep. resume is getting Kronos. better. There's a lot of, like, it's strange consistency, right? Because they're not characters or faces we're used to seeing. But the last, like, month, they're just clocking into work and winning. Yep. Um, and I guess that's something for me to be proud of, too. Like, my last couple tournaments, like, first and second, like, uh, the, the losses have been close, so like I, you know, gotta have like, continue to have player. Yeah, it. I gotta continue to have faith in in Diddy, because even like because I haven't played Smash since I got back. Obviously, I've been doing a lot of thinking and stuff, and a lot of Pokemon. And when I <laughs> don't expose me, bro. But uh, <laughs> when I do think about playing, something that's hard for me when it goes to comes back to practicing after a tournament, like especially if there was like losses or hard losses is i don't want to play the character i lost with um it just leaves a sour taste in my mouth you know what i mean so weird i do the same thing but it's like subconsciously yeah like Like i i like lose and i'm like people are like hey do you want to play and i'm like yes but i'm not playing mim and they're like what like like, whether it's healthy or not it's like i i just want to put them on the back burner for a bit but i also don't want to do that like i had the urge to play before we recorded I didn't just because I'm worried at like at how tilted I would be if I like was playing Diddy Kong. You know what I mean? Because I'm gonna be thinking about like because that that was a a very tough loss. Like thousands of people watching, like game five sets. Like as many times as I lost in that situation before or even won, like it never gets easy. Well, it, you never ex- you never get like truly accept that feeling. Like it's just not normal. Um, but I am hoping like that I can just like work through it. Right. And next time I practice, like not slacking off, like not doing anything pointless, like just getting back to the grind. Cause Diddy's my best character. One Diddy's a great character too. And said it. Diddy did get me really far in these tournaments, Yep, along but with I still Seth can't Ross. help, but like be like, dude, like I'm just getting bullied by these broken characters. <laughs> like, and regardless of how I feel, like, I think that's just straight up true. Like, like the characters I'm playing against are just in different realms sometimes, huh? but like oh, sometimes yeah, a lot right, of the, more like, time, more times than I'm as good as them. Uh, um, but Diddy is such a like I feel like high tier characters are like oh the, the matchups you lose like fuck that's tough, but like the matchups you win like the rogue matchups you win and Diddy does have a good top tier matchup spread. Yeah, like, like think you about win my... them pretty well. And it's like fucked uh, up playing against fucking Diddy Kong monkey flipping at me with banana in hand. You know what I'm saying? Like he also I'm just validates- saying. He invalidates so many high and mid tiers too. 
Yep. He's got a good matchup spread, period. Right, but like it's not I, great. It's, it's good. I I will say that I think he sucks. Good. Let's move on. It, it, See now, Diddy. Diddy has not. It's a very hard character to solo main and be successful with. I will say that about Diddy because course, it's just like they're the the matchups that are bad. Like they really fucking suck. Like, Bro, let's yeah, be like any high that, Let's be honest. Course, let's be honest. Yeah. I'm ask. I'm around the horn asking y'all. I'm gonna start with my one of my projected matches. And I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say for the sake of it that I went solo Diddy. Would I have beat Yanni solo Diddy? Uh, yes. I just want to see how y'all feel. Yes, I. I bet if I'm like if I'm side betting, no. Yeah, like, you have to side bet. You can't. Okay. Have to side bet. Your specific event. Yes. 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 Okay. I saw well, you. Which day was that? Was it that Saturday? That was Saturday. It, it would have been Saturday. Yes. How are you playing on Saturday? Are you feeling confident? I don't know. I don't want to just sit here and say yes. It's boring shit. We're on a podcast. It's also okay, but I'm, I'm just Johnny. no. I'm being honest because we're talking about Diddy Kong, blah blah blah, and like if if I won that, what I'm getting at is my next match was T. No, would I have beat T? No, with solo Diddy Kong. No, bro. So I didn't even get second at main stage, bro. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, I didn't. Because you know what character T has never that doesn't make because if that bracket case, was good. Okay. What about this though? T lost to Kronos and got what ninth or whatever. You lost to Kronos and won the event. Like so, there's another way to look Smash at it. Smash is weird. Uh huh. It's not that it's not that point blank, man. Yeah. It's not. It's not that black and white. It's like, and it's possible for you to beat uh, T with Diddy. You yeah. like should have gone to at least a game five, right? No, uh, the last it, I should have won three one. Oh, you sure? Oh my! God. I got a kill screen, and it, <laughs> I did. I did down tilt forward air at one thirty plus. I remember plus, this. I remember the forward and air, it yeah. didn't kill off of his ledge hang. Moving yeah. on. Anyway, this, is, on. this isn't even the current main stage. This is the yeah. This is last main stage. Did he broken? Anyway, moving. You know on. what character yeah, T's never been of yours? Your wolf. Anyway, my wolf stinks. Yeah, it kind of does stink. That's the only. No, way you I feel that way because. You feel that way because you played against Light with your Wolf, and he's very good at that. Yeah, I played Wolf. Oh, like you played one Wolf game at main stage. I got that like, idea. Too stocked. Wait, well, really? like he didn't. You didn't warm your Wolf up or anything. You just threw it in there. He was yeah, like, I never oh, picked Wolf. Don't do this. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. Bro, you gotta like practice it. Yeah, I don't want to. Well, then you're not. There you go. Oh, anyway. Oh, oh goodness, tweaks, tweaks character crisis, dude. He only needs two. It's fine. No, it's fine. I agree. It's I think he. Too. I think he only needs two characters. Yeah, I know man. what you're gonna say, and I know who I'm gonna say. We're gonna leave it. Well, at no, no, no. I know you, who you know I'm what, gonna say. You know what I actually think say, is optimal. You're gonna say you, you don't have Diddy a say Kyle. in this, Kevin. I'm gonna say Diddy Kong, and so the mo- most people would say say Wolf, which I think is still all right. But I actually think there's a more optimal choice because why pair a high tier with a top tier? And just have even matchups for your losing matchups. Or you can pick another fucking high tier and all the fucking matchups you lose, you just win. So you just win or win. In, I've heard like, Diddy Game of Watch is good. Game I think, of Watch is such a good secondary. I think like Diddy Cloud or Diddy I, Lucina would be broken. I, I, think I was that. thinking like a sword, about Lucina. A good sword character because fucking Sephiroth sucks. I'm doing Diddy Sephiroth, but... It's lit. I like that. It's a sword, also, whatever. Man. It's a shitty it's sword, a sword, but it's a well, sword. I, I, say, I, I said I'm you. doing Diddy Sephiroth. And that's literally what I did. So. Yeah. Well, dude, oh, I wonder you... how my Sephiroth would have done versus Spargo. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 That matchup is really bad. 
See, Gavin, he's playing the good sword character, so you would get fucked. But the thing with you is that you really like, like, you hate Sephiroth. You hate Sephiroth, air quotes, but you love the character, bro. You want to play that character so bad. And that, to me, is always a big determining factor, honestly. You don't have fun when you play Cloud. You don't give a fuck. You're not going to practice him. You will play Sephiroth, though, even though you fucking hate him. I was playing him before. You'll be raging. You'll be raging on Sephiroth, having a blast. Like <laughs> just what because weird, he looks what cool. What a weird combination. Just because he looks cool. Well, his That's move it. kit's cool too. Like, yeah, he and he does. He's oh, yeah. His exceptionally cool. So Dude, you know oh, what I my you know what I texted B after winning this guy's just finals? Hating. What'd you say? I was like, I'm so happy to like hear and like see his windscreen on like the big stage That's with like, what the I'm fire saying. and he like walked off. I was like, this reminds me. I bet Spargo feels this because when you win with Cloud on the big it stage does. and you hear that victory theme and it doesn't yeah. stop for like five minutes until the next set and you get to walk off the stage with the da, 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 da. that shit is so <laughs> like, fire. It's so fire, it's, dude. Like it with really Sephiroth, is. it's like I got the same feeling I got like when I was a teenager winning with Cloud. I was like, damn. I'm telling you. Which is funny because I did do well with him, but that one was a little different because it was so far in a tournament. But it's just cheating. Like, I just picked it for size climbers. Whatever. Moving on. That's not um, cheating. That's right. Cheating. That sounds like the perfect time to do it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. As long as you're bringing out a sword against characters you can't brawl against. That's It's it's yeah, such that's a good. simple formula. Yeah. Now, there's better sword characters, but Big as long D as you have a, a like, Light, distance demon, like... Uh, Karama. Like, those were good matchups. Oh, to, like, I, really... I don't know. I still, like... I mean, I can right. tell you how we beat Apollo Kage. I just don't want to be mean. But and that's and that's the other thing too is that just because you picked a good or an even matchup, whatever you want to call Sephiroth, into Big D doesn't mean you're going to beat him. Like sure. you just saw that with Apollo Kage. That was a really good matchup. You still have to like be good with the character and play the matchup correctly. You still have to beat a really good player. He, dude, Big D plays shitty matchups all the time too. You know what I mean? Like that is very like, true, especially with that character. He's he's. It's I said in a commentary. I don't know why I got clowned for it because it was true. Everyone's like, ev- eventually, ice climbers are going to show up. Like, eventually, it's going to happen. Oh, someone's yeah. going to, someone's crazy enough to make it happen. And like, he's been using it, them for like over a decade. Yep, and yeah. it was not easy at first. Like, well, I, I shouldn't like, say that because Smash Four didn't count. But Big D, I know what you mean. Has been played playing Smash since Brawl and played ice climbers in Brawl, maybe even a little longer than that. So in DDD, right? Wait, did he play? He played Ice Climbers in Brawl? He played DDD oh, yeah. in Smash 4 and then oh, okay. moved on to like Mario and some other characters. From Falcon but... in Smash 4. Yep. Yeah, Falcon, yeah, Falcon. Yeah. Player. Big but D yeah, was I, raw. I, I played Smash with Big D in Smash 4. Really nice guy. Really smart, like cerebral player. Really fun to talk to. And it's... I'm really mad that I lost him at Ludwig's. Because we were hanging out talking and I thought I wasn't going to play him. And then I did and I lost. Yep. Damn well, it. Didn't go Sephiroth. I did. I got smoked. Look, it was yeah, basically did, like yeah, a weird did. reverse oh. bizarro world of the next set. Well, you it, weren't ready. Like, you weren't ready. Sephiroth. One one game of Sephiroth. No, I I beat Myron to Sephiroth that turn. That's that's what that's what makes me mad. Is it's the same thing every time for like a year. I'm playing Diddy Kong. I know. Oh man, I ran into a bad matchup. Oh, I'm feeling dead. Oh, I want to play Sephiroth. Oh, Sephiroth. And I'm like, bro, why don't you just practice him if you're gonna do? It? That's what I tell the Buzz. He, we talked about this before. I'm like, yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. like that's why he's been playing Min, or part of why he's been playing Min. Where I'm like, bro, you be playing Rosalina, you get mad, you desperation pick Min Min, and then your Min Min's out of practice, and then you lose. I'm like, bro, why don't you just practice Min Min if you're gonna do that? It's the same thing with you. Why don't you just practice Sephiroth if right. you're gonna do that? Because he sucks. But 
It sucks. He's got a sword, man. If you like, if, if you like the long hair and the long sword, go for it, man. <laughs> as long as you have a fucking sword character, because there's there's clearly Dude, he's characters. He's like not that... even. He's only a sword oh. character in the really good matchups. Sephiroth's the only sword character that loses the game watch. See ya. I wonder what only? that says about him. Only? Yeah, but yeah, but Diddy destroys Game and Watch. We're all good. Yes. Yeah, I mean that is the one core that actually. Makes everyone sense. is always like, "Wait, you think Diddy beats Game and Watch?" Because they always like Game Watch. Light was up Three. to me, and he was like, "Oh yeah." Wait, you think Diddy wins? I was like, he's like, I, "That sounds so annoying for you," and I was like, "No, it's not." What do you monkey flip? Like, hello. What do you think of? Uh, <laughs> I understand Cloud... why people think that at first glance. Sorry. What do you think of Cloud versus Diddy? Um, so I think the hardest sword characters are like Aegis, Roy, Cloud. So I think so. Cloud is really well well rounded in terms of ground speed and air speed, frame data range. So I think overall it's like as even as it gets. Um, it's even, okay. I think Diddy has a really hard time getting off the ledge, and then I think Diddy wow. like I could edge guard a lot better. So like, there's like weird like like trump cards and like win conditions. And uh, but I think a really hard thing about the matchup is Cloud's hurt box uh, is really really. <laughs> shifty and like small and skinny and sometimes like really worst case scenario weird things happen and i just can't get my feet back on the ground like sometimes it comes out of advantage state and stuff um but overall like it's such like a it feels like palu where like i think a lot of the general community will say diddy wins but they're so well-rounded in terms of ground speed and like general burst and like frame data and like kill power that they can win just because Diddy's disadvantage goes from one of the better disadvantage to like uh, really normal, if not below average, just because they don't have to, they don't have to guess or pre-position. They can just react. But I think you have to have such strong defensive play if you're going to play Paulo or, or Cloud or Joker versus Diddy. But if you do play it in a certain way, I think it's extremely doable and Diddy becomes the normal character, and you become the character with like, um, like more X Factor. <laughs> yeah, it feels like right. Diddy can control the neutral more with Banana in hand, right? Yeah. But then, like, I think Cloud might he could, trump could, him advantage state wise. But after a certain level of play, like once it reaches a certain level of play, I think he controls. He doesn't control the neutral anymore, and he just controls the pacing. But he doesn't just get easy hits anymore. I think at a lot of the levels, like I, I get really easy hits, and then the farther it goes, the more where they use their mobility and hurt box or whatever it is for for defense, and it ends up being like to the point where it starts to feel like I have to swing first. Right, right. But they, these are just like kind of vague thoughts. I've never really talked about those matchups before, like out loud. But they're definitely doable. Like there's way worse. You know what I mean? Like, but like Joker. Cloud, Palu, Wolf. Those are all matchups where I think the those characters will always have a little bit more potential than Diddy, but they'll always be doable for Diddy. Right, right. For sure. Well, I think another thing that we should definitely talk about, I mean, obviously main stage was great, and I know Gavin alluded to it earlier, just, I mean, everything going on, right? It's been, it's been a hell of a week to say the net, to, you know, to say yeah. the least. And I mean... I guess just general thoughts on everything. I, at this point, we got a lot of information and like literally while we're recording. Um, Dude, again. Yeah, literally while we're recording, uh, Alan's statement came out. I Like we're doing the podcast, so I didn't get to read any of it. But I mean, yeah. I think uh, 
I guess I'll start like for me. And I think we all feel like this. And that was one nice thing about going to main stage was talking about other people or like talking to the rest of the community that was at main stage, how they feel about it. And it was like pretty much kind of similar all around. I think most of what hurts me the most is the, the threat to the economy of our community. Right. Cause like, I think at the end of the day, no matter what, you can't stop people from gathering at a place and playing smash and seeing who's the best in the building. Right. Like when you think about smash tournaments, that's what we're doing. We're all gathering in a spot. We're all playing and we're saying who, who's the best motherfucker in this building right now. Like who's going to win this tournament. Right. Um, but so that will never stop, but you can stop the economy of that community to the point where, cause like people like do this for a job, for a living. Right. So we have our own economy where it's sustainable and we're able to do that. And because of that, to get to that point, it's very competitive. It is very competitive to be a commentator or a content creator or a player in this environment or a TO, right? Because doing this shit full time is dope. Like it's super sick and it's a lot of people's dreams, right? And to be able to succeed in something that competitive, you have to give up a lot of what you have in your current life. So I know for all of us, we've given up a shit ton, if not everything to get to where we're at. Like, like even to put it in perspective, me and Void just lived in Hawaii and we had to like save up a ton of money to even travel to Apex 2015. And, you know, we had to make a bunch of sacrificing uh, a bunch of sacrifices to move from Hawaii to California that cost a lot of money. Right. Uh, even just I mean, even getting to the point where that's a realistic move. Right. Because like, we don't know how it's going to happen. So, I mean, I, I remember when I moved, I was like, I'll give it a year or two. But I was like older, like Void was just out of high school. So it was, it kind of made sense for him to go for the Hail Mary. But I'm like in my mid twenties, I was like 26. I'm like, oh man, like I, I was in the army at the time. I was uh, also doing construction and I, I kind of had to like save up a bunch of money and be like, well, I'm going to move to SoCal, see what happens in a year or two. But if shit doesn't look like it's going well, like I got to go back to Hawaii and do my construction job and make money. And even for me to get to the point now, it's like, even when I was in Soka, I was working a full-time job, then going to tournaments right after I was done doing my job, my welding job during ultimate and all this other stuff. So I'm, I'm literally like, think about work, wake up at six, go to work, get done with work at like four, go to a tournament, get back home at like 2am, 1am sleep and rinse and repeat like every single day. Cause there was a tournament almost every day in SoCal. Right. So it's like pushing everyone in the community push themselves to that point where they're sacrificing so much, whether it's like oh, where you lived or maybe a re your relationship or just the amount of time you have other hobbies you're doing. Like so much people put in a insane amount of time to get the community where it's at today. Right. And I think that's the most painful thing is kind of thinking like, wow, is, everything that we worked towards going to be gone like is everything we work towards going to essentially mean nothing right in the long scheme of things because if we're if the economy of the smash community is down it's very hard to pivot into other shit right so it's like oh dang like man everyone's hard work not even like not even th just thinking about yourself obviously you're going to think about yourself but everyone hard work and where is everyone's well-being so i think all of us kind of like share that feeling right yeah, and, and on that one too, I mean, talk about the players who qualify. I mean, 
the thing with me is it happened so fucking fast. We wa- we marched in through Thanksgiving. Like, we have two huge circuit finales coming up in December. We have main stage two. People were like, main stage might be the tournament to skip. The fucking summit qualifier might be the ser- the, the tournament to skip in, in that month because of how stacked it was with those tur- two tournaments. And within a two, three-day span, it, it was all gone. And it was all fucked. And it just happened so fucking fast, man. And really feel for everyone involved the production teams that are no longer getting a paycheck for that and aren't working that month you know basically the players who work so hard uh jackal obviously traveling all over the place trying to get those last second points furps uh lima chag like so many players work so hard to get points for these tournaments and qualified and paid for that you know what i mean like i'm sure they got some money back for doing well in tournaments but it's a lot of time and effort and all this other shit and it just you know at the end of the day it just fucking sucks to see all this happen and like charles said a lot it's just all question marks, which we had. We felt pretty comfortable for the last couple of years and what we are in running tournaments yeah. and, yeah, and feeling COVID. And feeling yeah, stable, we did. Right? Yeah. Well, oh, and this is what I'll say to you, Marcus. We always will make it through whatever the fuck it is. The Smash True. community, we've faced so much shit and we have been in similar spots before and it will, it will, it's going to suck for a while. Like that's, that's my opinion. I think it's going to suck for a while. It just is. But like Marcus said, if we can make it through COVID, if we can make it through bunch of shit we can make it through this for sure and i think for me the nicest thing was i'm so grateful i was at main stage last weekend because if i was doomer scrolling and just reading all this shit and just being down in the dumps with everyone else which don't get me wrong that's that's a totally fine perfectly fine reaction to have but which i would have been doing if i wasn't at main stage but being around the community at this time when everyone was kind of uniting together and everyone was kind of happy to be together uh, as a community uh, unfortunately bonded together by uncertainty and all this other stuff and some negative feelings, but it was just great to be around everyone. Honestly, like it felt really a lot better than being at home and, and doom scrolling. I was very thankful that I was around um, people in the community and, and my friends in the community and people work in the community at this time, because it just reminded me that that shit can still go on, you know, like we've had our backs against the walls before we come back, but I don't know what that means. And I think the uncertainty makes a lot of people feel unhappy and i mean obviously i'm right there with you but i mean i have tournaments i'm planning to go to next year and i think they're gonna be fine and if they are great and if they're not we'll fucking figure it out man and that's all you can do you know and it sucks it sucks that we have this cloud of uncertainty (laughs) above our heads because it's been so stable for so long at this point and i think that's like the the huge thing for me is like um the uncertainty is like the biggest thing right because when you want to make a career out of something, the thing that you care about the most career-wise is stability, right? Like you want to have a a stable income, whether it's through like a team you're on or like maybe you win a bunch of tournaments or through content or whatever. Um, but the fear of knowing like you could put in, it's kind of like any like entertainment type thing. Like if you like, let's say you streamed on Twitch and then one day Twitch just disappeared, right? Or like yeah. you two, like it's something like that. You know what I mean? Like that is what's kind of heartbreaking is that people could put in like years and years of their life and just gone. And you're just like, bro, what just happened? Like I, I worked hard. I, I've been working and I gave up so much like Charles was saying, like for not me specifically, but just in general, like I've been working so hard for over 10 years and then out of nowhere, something just happens, and that 10 years of work is just gone. Like, And th- that's the part that's like, 
bother me the most. Like, I know that we've, like, we've done this before and, like, we always make it through. But, like, the fact that we have to continuously make it through is yeah. the part that bothers me. Where it's like, oh, yeah, we did. We made it through when it took, like, Evo. And, oh, what about Big House? And, like, all these things. It's like, dude, like, that's, that's a scary thing to think about when yeah. you're thinking about your future. Like, you can't just... You can't like plan to be. Oh, this is we're chilling. Oh, we're we're, we're gonna start our career in Smash and like really work through it. And it's like, oh, well, if I start my career in Smash, I might need to have a backup plan because things seem to keep happening that makes me feel like I need a ba- backup plan. You should have a backup plan anyway. But yeah, that you is should a have a backup plan. Anyway. That college yeah. degree looking a little nice. True, you, know you should have like eight backup plans. Hey, Street Fighter <laughs> Six, hey Tekken Eight, hey Project I mean, L, looking pretty nice. Uh, but well, I mean, I say that as a joke because obviously nothing can fucking replace Smash, or else we all would have changed our minds and our lives about 10, 5, 15 years yeah. ago. <laughs> but it's for, it's different. Go ahead, go. For me, like, like Smash is like a silly little game, right? But I can't help but like a little party game. Like, I've just been, like, obsessing over it since I was young. And getting the opportunity to, like, do it as a career. Like, nowadays, like, I do this podcast. I do tournaments. I do lessons. And I ended up becoming a much different person than I thought I was, right? Because y'all know, like, I didn't want to do content. I didn't want to talk about the I didn't want to talk about the game. I didn't want to teach anyone the game. No one thought I would do lessons or do things outside of just playing in the bracket and going home. Um, but like, I really enjoyed doing this show with y'all. Um, and I've really enjoyed the balance of a life it kind of provides. Like, it's not just about competition. Like I have a time when I stream, I have a time when I do the podcast, I have a time when I do lessons. Like I talk to these people, I even improve as a player, like verbalizing all the topics and everything. Mm-hmm. And it made me start to think like, yeah, like I am a serious person. Like this is my job. This is real. This isn't a joke because that's a hard thing to, you kind of think about like if you're in my situation, I think, cause you know, my parents don't even to this day, they don't really know much or understand like what I do. Right. Like it's, I'm not playing basketball or like doing something like it's not a household thing that's been around for like a hundred years. Uh, like it's, a lot weirder than that. One second. So like when I was younger, like every situation was like a way to prove to them that I could do this for real. Cause it was the first thing in my life I ever took seriously, whether that was smart or not. Right. Um, so like every tournament was a way for me to prove to them, like I could not only can I do this and make money, like I could do this as a career. And that's the scariest thing is one morning I can wake up and like feel satisfied with myself and feel like, okay, like, like I'm real. <laughs> like this is as real as the person next door that has like an office job or something. Right. Like, like I don't feel like ashamed of myself, but the next morning, like I might feel weirder about that because two circuits got canceled or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and now I feel like what, like I'm silly for doing this. Like I should have gone to college or like, like, this is kind of a joke, like, cause like, like we've all talked about with sacrifice, like I sacrificed like virtually everything, you know what I mean? Like I graduate high school and just immediately, like even during high school, like I sacrificed a lot just to be able to play at a I tournament. Stay skipping class. See you. Exactly. Like, 
And that wasn't that, that, was, that wasn't good. Oh, don't do that. School. Don't do that. No, like genuinely, like to be, you're about to be a dad, Marcus. Get it together. Hey, you see, I wouldn't go back and do that. You know what I mean? But like that's what I did because like I was so passionate and I, like it was my first time like wanting like I saw like a future in something. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's hard because like we've all talked about, like every day you might wake up to a, a different feeling. Cause like, you know, one day I might feel comfortable and the other day, like, you know, you start to really question your entire lifestyle. Um, so yeah, like, like Haz was saying, it was, it was actually really nice being at main stage. Um, definitely. Cause when smash is my reality for so long, it, it, for a lot of those years, it really warped it. Tournaments were life or death. I had to prove that I could do it for a living. I had to get a sponsor or like, you know, be ranked number one. And like, you know, I just didn't go about it in the healthiest ways. And like seeing like, like, I don't know, like everything that happened in a way, like kind of helped me out because it helps ground me a little bit. And like, cause when all, when your whole life is just like this weird smash brothers, like tournament stuff, like it really like, like it's I said, like strange, bro. warped. My, yeah, it was really, especially like individual competition. Like I talked about this with Marcus. Like so many weird learned behaviors and like handling wins and handling losses and like, you know, like, like I said, I just went straight into doing this as a career from a young age. So, it, it's tough. But I, I like I do think going to main stage was helpful, and I, despite all the uncertainty, like I have faith that, you know, if I keep moving forward and mastering my craft that other people will have the same feeling about what they're doing and we'll continue to have tournaments and whatever that may be. Like we'll continue to do the podcast and I'll continue to practice and stream. And I just, I guess I just have to have faith like I've had over the last few years because, you know, this job only exists because other people are also passionate about smash. Like I wouldn't have this job if I was the only person on the planet, like playing or watching or organizing events or something. Um, so yeah, despite all the uncertainty, like I'm just gonna keep doing what I know and what I'm passionate about. And yeah, I kind of rambled a bit. I haven't really said any of this out loud, but hopefully that was Let's go easy. okay. Dude, yeah, you're good. Yeah. It, dude, it hit me. So the second, cause I flew out the night main stage ended. So once ultimate, uh, and melee ended and I left, it hit me so hard. Like the reality yeah. just like set in. Cause it wasn't like, Oh, I'll think about this when Mate Sage is done. I'll, I'll look at this more. Like, obviously I was keeping up with everything, but I was like, the reality set in so hard when we were when being away from the tournament, being away from the people. I think you touched on something so important too, Gavin. And my favorite thing about Smash is, I love the community and the game and my friends and competition and blah, blah, blah. But it's the opportunity to grow yourself uh, as a human and as a person through uh, the community and through the game, right? And learning more about yourself and bettering yourself and doing all that. And it's sad to think that those opportunities will be less uh in the short-term future for sure but it doesn't mean that they won't come back or that they can't come back but like marcus said it's tough to see um a positive outlook here when it comes to the community's future when it's so much uncertainty right currently there's so much uncertainty when why would i practice for this tournament if it might just get fucking why would i go and earn all these tournament points if they're just going to get shut down two weeks yeah. before right or bro you know. a year of fucking tra- sorry i don't usually care or i've been trying to curse last but like dude a year <laughs> of tra- i might have a kid bro like sorry a year of traveling bro like 
like a year one full year of your life like traveling like practicing your heart out like oh hey like i'm gonna plan my tournaments hey i got i can't go to this event because i have to i have to try to qualify through this like you're, you're literally planning your life around something for a year and it's just gone yeah a week before like like i was saying like i was so invested in these tournaments like it was life or death and like there wasn't a thought in my mind that the next tournament wouldn't be a thing, right? Because mm-hmm. it's my life and my reality and like my goal is to be ranked number one and win all these tournaments. And like if main stage was my last tournament ever, hypothetically, that would crush me because I was thinking like like I could have handled all these things so much differently if I knew like where the end was, right? Like and I'd be so disappointed with myself for like, you know, how I handled losses or how I reacted or what I could have, couldn't have been doing. Like, yeah. and it just really like, I guess in a way it really helped me kind of like take in main stage as an event. Like I said, with the practicing, like I was just playing, like I wasn't like, we were, we were just grateful to be there. And I feel like I really took it for granted back then because I was so invested in like such a vague and ambiguous thing of like being the best or being ranked number one. Like, so like when, when you're just like really looking that far ahead and then like something right in front of you gets like taken away like that, you're just like, wait, that's possible. You know what I mean? Like, Oh shit. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like what was well, the point? What was the point of everything I just did? Jo- like, what yeah. The fuck? yeah. Like, I know. Like, I, uh, so in a way, like, well, I think know. that's why at main stage, it's it's a very weird like reverse thing, but at main stage, I feel like since everything was so doom and gloom, and even like usually, you know, people we were expecting this to be one of the busiest months in Smash, right? In terms of like stress levels and stuff. And I know even a lot of the players were like, "Holy fuck, dude! December's gonna be crazy!" Like, fuck! Like, when is Smash gonna get an off season? Like, these are all like things that just generally people say because it's so busy and stuff. But that was definitely not the vibe at main stage. And I feel yeah. like when something gets Thanos snapped in front of you, right, that's been been worked on for a year, you kind of like you're able to take a step back and see the bigger picture. Like, oh, shit, yeah. I don't yeah. just come here and fucking get camped out by Steve or get zero to death by Kazuya. It's way more than that. Right. It's like I'm hanging out with my friends. There's like a whole entire ecosystem. There's there's people that I've known for years and like, oh, cool. It's like Gavin's coming to the West Coast. So maybe, maybe he gets to see a bunch of West Coast homies he hasn't seen for years and stuff like that. The whole TO team, right? BTS, they've been with us forever. And like they've provided so many great tournaments. And there there yeah. is so much more than just the game or just the stream. And I think main stage just hit so different because we just saw something catastrophic happen. And we like, I just feel like everyone at main stage was like, fuck this shit sucks. But like, I really appreciate you guys. You know what I mean? Like, this is so sick that we're all out here yeah. and we're able to do this. And yeah. that was to me, the general vibe at main stage. It, it, it kind of felt like a hot, like, it was great to be there and everyone was like so happy to see each other and appreciate each other. So that was like the positive high. And then the negative high was like, fuck, who knows what's going to happen at this point. Right. So it, right. it was kind of like this really weird mix, but I, I feel like generally everyone appreciated each other to be there, which was really cool. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, and Gavin, to your point too, the, the people that we've talked about, you were like this whole time you were trying to reach this goal of being the best player or trying to prove that it was something worth investing in. 
people did that and then lost it fucking all you know what i mean like they they spent like 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 jackal or someone you know like spent so much time getting those points trying to prove that it's worth it and now it's just fucking i just really really feel for the people uh even beyond the players production everyone man it just it fucking sucks so many people like we're all like oh yeah we love all these people in the community and they all just got fucked like it just sucks so bad like it's just Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It sucks. And like, we don't need to be doomers on here either. We know that there's going to be more, there's going to be more tournaments. There will be more tournaments. Of course, main stage is not the last tournament ever or anything like that. We just need to sit, wait and, and see what it is and make sure you guys read everything with a critical lens, pay attention, um, form your own opinions and, and stay informed. That's, that's my opinion. Um, don't go running, reacting back and forth, uh, as the community tends to do. You know what I mean? Emotionally read, charged. What's that? be emotionally charged bro like uh-huh well it's, hey it's it's understandable yeah you gotta think logically think yeah logically. so we'll see i guess we'll that see. about wraps it up bit of a long episode but i guess it was something that we definitely there's a lot of shit to, to talk cover. about there's a lot yeah uh but i guess to wrap it up um it is december now so for those who are patrons we will definitely be recording a december bonus episode as well i don't want to forget to mention that sorry to transition <laughs> weirdly like that but um good we are like running out of time and uh yeah thank you so much for watching and yeah see you next week see you see you